Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your home for nonstop politics and sports talk 24-7. Keep your radios locked. My name is Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. How's everybody out there doing? Hmm? Hey, Kid Midas, how are you doing? It's Long John Silver here in the studio with you as well. I love this. A new, a new spirit. I did want to wish you happy Indigenous Peoples Day from the land of the Catawba, Cory, the... Carolina, Suin, Eno, Okanichi. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I don't think you're supposed, when you talk to people, you're not supposed to talk to like everyone. You're supposed to be talking to like one individual person. You mean in your audience? Yeah. That's sort of what I remember them teaching me that back in college or maybe at a radio station I worked at. I don't know. Who do you imagine that you're talking to though? You can't see anybody, can you? No, you, you, you're, it's not that you're supposed to imagine, but it's generally that the people that you're speaking to are probably not sitting around in a group. So <clears throat> let's say this were a live show, we would be like, hello, everyone, because there would be everyone right there. Oh, right. But when you're sort of telling this story, most people are just sitting in their car alone or listening. Alone. Somewhere else, alone. Hello there, you, alone. Yeah. Sitting alone at the top of a hill, the fool on the hill makes the world spin around. That's an old Beatles song about podcasting. My name is Kid Midas, the original wave rider. I'm here alone in this room, just as you are alone listening to my words. And I'm joined today by another loner. Long, I should say, Lone John Silver. Hmm. Yes. Hi. The solo rider of the Purple Sage. He's alone on his horse, crossing a landscape, looking for adventure and panning for gold. He's Lone John Silver, the loner who knows how to ride a horse. (laughs) All right, Mm -hmm. let's do our podcast. Yeah, let's do it. It's called Election Profit Makers, and what we do is we bet on political outcomes using this website called predictit.org. So why don't we get right into it, John? You know what? I uh, I wanted to tell a story. Oh. Yeah. Hot damn. Drove down to uh, Pittsburgh, North Carolina the other day, and I got my booster shot, my third shot of the— uh, Pfizer vaccine. So you got your third shot. How was that? You know, it was emotional when I got my first and my second shot. This was not emotional at all. I felt um, just resigned once I got it. Just like, all right, I uh, now can still do pretty much nothing, I guess. Um, But maybe I'm a little bit more protected. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful that I got it. And I think I probably am a lot more uh, protected because of it. But um, I don't think it's going to change my life like it felt like it changed my life the first time. Is that what you were emotional about for the first two shots? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I don't exactly know. You weren't emotional when you got your first shots? The only thing I remember about getting my first shot was that as the needle went in at the Walgreens pharmacy that I was at, there was an 80s classic being played on the loudspeaker. 
And right when the nurse jabbed me, what I heard on the loudspeaker was, I can't fight this feeling anymore. It's time to bring this ship into the show. And I, I was really stoked about that. I thought that That's was a nice cool. little bit of uh, synchronicity. Yeah. I don't remember being emotional. I was probably just relieved and tired. Well, I don't know. I got it. I came home. I got uh, pretty sick again, like I did. Um, you know, some people get sick, some don't. I actually, I kind of like, I have a confession that I sort of like the feeling, some feeling of getting sick. Oh, a light flu? Nothing, nothing beats it. Seriously? Do of you agree? Of course. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. If they had little pills that could, if you could microdose the flu the way you can microdose LSD, I would be popping those pills like nobody's business. I right? love that feeling. Oh my God. Yes. I loved it. I mean, all we now, now when you're like congested or you have stomach ache or you're sneezing, that's no fun. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. No, you want a slight fever oh. and you're just kind of a little out of it. A little achy, a little out of it. It's time for a little blanky and a little, yes, a little chilly. And yeah. somebody bring me some broth because I can't keep anything down. I love mm -hmm. that feeling. Yeah, and you don't you don't really have to eat anything. You know, it's it's not hard. Work. No, you're just floating. You feel a little hollowed out, like you're made yeah. out of paper. Maybe it's like the origami version of yourself. That's an interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. So I slept. You know. Many, many, many hours this weekend. Cool. So that's my thing. I uh, I got that was the your boost story. That yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I'm still kind of down. I think the last few months have kind of sucked. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. I've I have this theory that September really sucked. That it was like one of the worst months since this whole thing started, and I think it's. Does anybody else feel that way? I kind of feel like September was just kind of a bummer month because, well, we had the Afghanistan withdrawal and then we had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. There was all that stuff weighing on weighing on your mind. Yep. And then August, it turns out, had been a really bad month for COVID deaths, which I don't think I realized at the time, but I think just the vibe was kind of like, man, we're never going to be done with this. Like... And then there were just so many viral videos of people going crazy about masks. And there was other stuff, too. There was the sense that the Biden agenda was just not going to happen. And this creeping sense of, like, maybe this is it. Like, maybe Biden's term is, like, basically done. He passed a COVID relief bill, and that's it. And we're not going to get much of anything else. And then inevitably you turn to like, all right, so I guess that means Trump will win re-election in 2024 and just start rounding people up. Yeah, that was the other thing. The realization in September, you're seeing all these bills passing in various states. Yeah. You know, the slow-moving potential coup that could be happening. All this stuff about state legislators just overriding, overriding the will of the voters. And then the Texas abortion law was just so creepy. And it was just this sense of... Well, I guess nobody's going to do anything about all of this, okay? That was my exaggerated read of how I was feeling. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue that September, more and more people were being vaccinated. 
Um, but still, th- yeah, I think that's kind of what was so depressing about it is that you had high numbers of vaccination in some places, but you just had a ton of deaths still. We've had 700,000 dead in, in the United States from COVID. That's incredible. Did you know that more Americans in the armed forces died of COVID in August than in all of 2020? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I'm over it. Speaking for myself, I'm over it all. I'm over COVID, okay? I'm over Biden not being able to get anything done. I'm over these, I'm over all this, just like, just feeling like nothing is gonna, nothing is gonna come of this January 6th commission and this Senate report, as damning as it is, it just doesn't matter. I'm over, I'm over all these goddamn fucking Netflix shows that everyone thinks are so great and they, they don't, they can't do enough to lift my spirits. How is, how is watching Squid Game supposed to make my life any better? If I'm in the doldrums about the future of this country, you think I want to watch a bunch of people running around in a, in what looks like a preschool from hell getting shot to shit? They're getting shot? I'm not into it. Have you not watched this show, Squid Game? No, I'm not going to watch that. Oh, my God, John. I'm a Ted Lasso guy. Oh, God. All right. We can't even get into my Ted Lasso takes. It's so hot, it'll burn this microphone down to the ground. I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but I'd like to. I'd like to hear what all the fuss is all about. But tell me about this Squid Game. Well, it's kind of like the dark under, it's kind of like the dark side of the Ted Lasso thing. If Ted Lasso is relentlessly cheerful, the Squid Game is just like comically bleak. It's like, okay, okay. But it's not actually as, I don't, I don't want to talk about TV anymore. Okay, I've watched, fine. I've watched too much TV in my life and it makes me depressed when I think about all the TV and movies I've watched and how it, none of them have, have turned my life around. I'm still the same sad sack I've been since I was six years old. In spite of having the world's most advanced and refined taste in the cinematic arts, I'm still just, I'm still just old, I'm still just an old grumpy old goose. I'm just a grumpy goose, John. There, I said it. All right. Boy, this COVID is, is taking me to new lows in terms of self-expression. I'm a grumpy goose. Honk, honk. <laughs> to look behind me is to look into the darkness and to look ahead is to peer into the void. All I can do is stay grounded in this moment focused on that one listener I'm talking to right now. I'm sending you my very best vibes right now, little listener, and I hope you'll reflect them back onto me. Because I thought September stunk. October, I think, is a little bit better. But all these long-term trends, I don't Mm. know, you can't help but fall into a little, a sense of despondency. Yeah. Fortunately, Andrew Yang has the cure for what ails us, John. Uh Uh-huh. One-time presidential candidate and one-time New York City mayoral candidate, Andrew Yang. This fella has the solution. John, it's something called the backward party. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's actually the forward party. Yeah. Hashtag forwardist. And the website, if you're looking for it, is forwardparty.com. John, what do you think of that URL? Is it forwardparty.com? Is it really? Yeah, they got that URL. Do you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. A .org probably would have a little more gravitas. What do you think they paid for that domain? Uh, I Look, I just looked up Forward Party 
Com, and it didn't resolve. What? I was just on it this morning, copying down their core values. Hold on. Mm. Yeah, forwardparty.com. It's right here. Not left, not right, forward. And there's a photograph of Andrew Yang shot from below. He's half saluting and half covering his eyes from a bright blazing sun, even though he's surrounded by smoke. It's a very interesting photograph. Then there's the YouTube video of featuring Andrew Yang. He's kind of channeling Donald Trump Jr., I have to say. This video gives off Don Jr. video vibes. And then there's the list of their six core values. John, do you have any interest in hearing what the six core values of the forward party are? Uh, Here we go. Ranked choice voting and open primaries. That's fine. That's, I don't care. Fact-based governance. This one caught my eye. Legislation should be judged on outcomes, not ideologies. John, in case you didn't know it, the forward party is all about what we could call radical centrism. It's open to political Americans of all stripes, from the left to the, to the right and everything in between. They say they want Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians. They want everyone. So it's directionless. Anarcho-syndicalists, hardcore Trotskyites. Directionless. All welcome in the forward party because we're definitely moving in one direction. Shout out boy band reference. And that direction is forward. So not only do they want fact-based governance, they also want effective and modern government. Interacting with our government should be easy and painless and even elevating instead of something to dread. I think this is a, they want to reform the government, John, and make it work better. This feels like very Jared Kushner. Wasn't that one of Jared Kushner's briefs when he was working yeah. in the White House? Yeah. He was going to yeah. revolutionize government? And he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They also, uh, one of their core uh, values is something called human-centered capitalism. <sighs> we must humanize our economy to work for us instead of continuing to see ourselves as inputs into a system. Oh, that's going to work. Uh, and then, of course, his and then, of course, his number one thing, which is the universal basic income. And finally, their final core value for the forward party. And this is when I signed up and started donating money. Grace and tolerance. Hmm. We are all human and fallible. We need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. That's like one of those things you read it and then you're like, yeah, this country is doomed. If any person signs up for the forward party, it is truly the death knell of American society writ large. Grace and tolerance, John. We are all human and fallible. We need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Okay, yeah, let's try mm -hmm. that. Let's yeah. try giving each other the benefit of the doubt. Oh my gosh, Andrew Yang and your forward party. You never stop giving us gifts, Andrew Yang, and I guess we should thank you. I just got depressed again. More like the forward party. And those four words are, your party is dumb. Hi-ho! Spirits lifted, September, all is forgiven. The power of a single, power of a single joke. John, uh -huh. you just said you were feeling a little down, but how are you feeling after hearing that joke? Uh, that's good. I I'll, like I'll that. say it, I'll, let me say it again. In case you, you didn't hear it. <laughs> just in case you didn't hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys follow politics, but Andrew Yang has started something called the Forward Party. The Forward Party? Huh, I got four words for you. Your party is dumb. Count them up. One through four. What about this, John? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys follow politics, but Andrew Yang has started a new political party. It's pretty interesting. It's called the Forward Party. Yeah. Huh. You can even go to their website, forwardparty.com. 
You can read about their core values there. But anyway, let's get back to my joke. The forward party, hmm. Are you sure it's not the four-letter word party, as in your party sucks shit? A four-letter oh, word. Yeah, that's good. I guess, um, and, and not to be outdone, <clears throat> Michael mm-hmm. Bloomberg is said to be starting the five-word party. Those five words are, your sody pop is taxed. <laughs> yeah, that is five words. <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon, everyone. That's good. Over the weekend, uh, Civil War was trending on Twitter because um, some woman at some Trump rally said she thought that America was going to descend into a civil war. Here's what Andrew Yang of the Forward Party tweeted in response. Polarization is worse than ever and getting worse, not better. There is Mm -hmm. a civil war coming if we don't stop dehumanizing those we disagree with politically. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Who writes— I I wanted to know, what did Trump say about the civil war? What did the former president of these United States say about the idea of a civil war? I have his remarks right here. He said, this is no time for division— Our nation faces many challenges. We are stronger when we rise together. Let's put aside partisan differences and seek common sense solutions to our problems. My name is Donald Trump and I love to read nonfiction books. Mm -hmm. My name is Donald Trump. I'm a loving father. I can name my grandchildren. I know their birthdays and their names. My name is Donald Trump. I like to help others. Jimmy Carter, you've never seen someone swing a hammer like me. Habitat for Humanity, I'll see you and raise you. I'll see you on that construction site, Jimmy, old friend. <laughs> imagine if imagine if Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump were friends. Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> that is incredible. My name is Donald Trump and I'm proud to say Jimmy Carter is my best friend and we and we play words with friends together. <laughs> Do you think that sentence has ever before been uttered in human history? Probably not, right? Which one? The se- here's the sentence. My name is Donald Trump, and I'm proud to say Jimmy Carter and I are old friends, and we play word with friends together all the time. <laughs> no one ever said that until I said it just now. I bet you a million dollars. Why are you laughing at that so because much? It's so, so stupid. <laughs> John and I are both kind of down in the dumps. We're kind of uh, kind of struggling with this, uh, shall we say, this American life that we find uh, ourselves in here. Should we do some this American life jokes? I don't know. Oh, for pity's sake, John, let's talk about our portfolios. As long as we turn the conversation to money, we'll always have something to look forward to. Uh, Portfolios. I made some money. What? This week. Oh, that's great. Why are you down in the dumps? Yeah, I don't know why. I I had to, I I made, it's showing uh, a gain of $8.67. Mmm. Yeah, on the debt limit raised by October 15th. I went all in on yes at uh, 97 cents. So, oh, you uh, never, what, what do you buy in 97? You told me to never buy above 92, John. What happened? Yeah, because I'm an idiot. I was just like, I, I needed some action, so I went in and. Yeah, I uh, hear you. Oh, no, actually, I bought it 98, even better. What? So, uh, yeah. What madness be this? A dagger before me, Yorick? I thought you yeah. were dead. Shakespeare. 
So it's an investment of $849.66, and the payout will be $865.27. I can't believe you went in at 98. You must have really been fiending, John. Yeah. Don't do that, folks. (laughs) Did you make any money this week? John, I'm glad you asked. You'll remember that I uh, did some psychological hedging, and I bought a lot of shares no. In will the reconciliation, will Biden's uh, reconciliation pass the Senate by November 1st? Mm -hmm. And that actually went up this past week, so much so that I just got out. I was tired of it. And uh, the final shares cleared three days ago. Oh, wait a minute. I've already talked about this. Oh, God. My head is soup. My brain is soup. Forget that. Basically, I closed. I got out of that position. And as we talked about last week, I got into the actual amount of spending in the reconciliation package. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the leading bracket. B4, $2 trillion to $2.25 trillion. I paid 21 cents and it's now at 30 cents. And I kind of feel like it's... I kind of feel like it's going to get overtaken by a lower amount because of cinema and mansion whittling away at it. Uh, but, but that's for a now, nice gain right there. But for now, I'm up, right? Yeah. And then I have another market that we could talk about just a little bit, John, which is who will win the 2022 Texas Democratic gubernatorial nomination? Okay. Some of you will remember that I bet no on it being Beto O'Rourke, the Discogs Democrat. I bought... No shares in Beto at 24 cents. Uh, No's are now at 25 cents, so there's no real change there, obviously. He still leads the field unpredicted at 72 cents. But there's someone nipping at Beto's heels, John. Sort of. Might ding ding the edges on some of those seven inches, okay? It's Matthew McConaughey, John, the famous actor. All now right. trading at 14 cents. John, I know oh. you want to do it. Let's hear your let's hear your McConaughey imitation. All right, all right, all right. Is that it? That's it. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, true, he, was, he starred in true. I'm not, let me tell you a little showbiz information. He starred in true blood. No, he starred in true detective. True detective. He said the amazing line: time ain't nothing but a flat circle. It's like mama's wagon wheel. When she hits you with it, you know you've done something wrong. He starred in Dazed and Confused, which is where he got his famous line, all right, all right, all right. He also starred in Dallas Buyers Club. And he also starred in, actually starred in a movie that I really liked that never really got big called Mud. But if you need to watch a fun little indie feature with some terrific child actors in it, let me sincerely recommend the movie Mud starring Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I might actually vote for this guy now that I remember that movie. That's a great movie. I don't movie. think that's a good idea. He didn't he didn't have a good week. Where was he where did he get interviewed? It was on a New York Times podcast. Yes. And uh he said he's considering a run. Mm. They sort of criticized him for not coming out and and talking about the key issues. And he said, "Oh, I'm I'm just I'm doing that on purpose right now." Woo! Yeah. He said taking sides on a political issue right now to me precedes the discussion of something larger and much more important, including questions about, quote, the purpose of democracy and what the hell is politics. Once again, the only conclusion is this whole country is totally fucking doomed. 
So he's going to be president, basically. What the hell is politics, man? Let's figure that out. Let's sit down and rap about this before we try to take sides on these issues, man. Like, like what the hell is politics, man? Is it just the buildings? Or is it the people in the buildings? Or is it the people who have their pictures on the money, man? Like, what is it? Let's figure it out. Yeah. This is somebody who's thought a lot about it. Uh, but I don't know, man. Maybe this works. John, were there any other interesting uh, any other interesting gems in this interview? Yeah, on with- the issue of voting rights, McConaughey told the Times that, quote, he doesn't know enough about that to be able to discuss the details on how I feel about that. Woo! He then added, it probably should be easier to vote. Okay. Um, he also argued it's necessary to be aggressively centric to possibly salvage democracy in America right now. Here's my prediction. What? (laughs) Matthew McConaughey will not run for Texas governor as a Democrat. He will run as a hashtag forwardist. He'll be the first gubernatorial candidate sponsored by Andrew Yang's party. Andrew Yang and Matthew McConaughey together at last, true detective Season four, friends. Is that a true prediction that you're making? I, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, let's 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 break this down. Matthew McConaughey is obviously saying a lot of the same kind of like third way centrist anti party stuff that Andrew Yang is saying. So I I would characterize them as two peas in a pod. Sure. Would Matthew McConaughey run on? Yeah, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll make this prediction. Absolutely. This is a guy. Because they're both hitting from the same bong. They're both basically like, yo, man, Mm -hmm. what is politics, man? We should treat each other with grace and humility. Let Mm -hmm. me hit that. Yeah, it's going to happen. Andrew Yang is going to have a, is going to reach out to Matthew McConaughey to run on the forward party in Texas. And many Mm -hmm. bumper stickers will be sold. That's my prediction. I don't know how third party works in Texas. Oh, it's probably pretty progressive in Texas. Yeah, yeah it's probably pretty easy. Um, yeah, things are all easy in Texas. Yeah, the new voting rights. Oh, that's, Texas. That's easy. We're sending our best wishes to all our Texas listeners. God damn. McConaughey was trading as high as 22 cents back on September 5th. Uh, uh, earlier today, he was trading at 11 cents. He's saying he's trading at 14 cents now. Um There's no way that McConaughey is going to win the the Democratic gubernatorial nomination. So is 88 Um, cents no a good buy? It's, yes. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's get serious. Yeah. Sobering up here. Woo. Here we go. 200 shares. F it. Let's go. Yeah. Max out. No, I think Shorting Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I think that is. uh, Well, John, I hope you're right. That is a good buy. Speaking of bold, mm-hmm. uh, Madison Cawthorn. Oh, yeah, had had another knife incident. This guy loves knives. Oh, he's a knife. He's a knifey boy. There's yeah. boys who love knives. Yeah. So. Uh, he had previously been warned by law enforcement about bringing weapons on school grounds uh, mm-hmm. after he did this last month or a month before that, but um, he did it again uh, he, at a 
education facility at uh, Western Carolina in Cullowee. That's where he did. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Keep going, John. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm just laughing because it was described as a combat dagger. Yes. Uh, so, Madison yeah. Cawthorn rolling up with his combat dagger. In case any of you educators are getting any ideas, you think you're going to get the jump on Madison Cawthorn? He's got a combat dagger that has a different idea. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, it sounds tough. If you get stabbed with a combat dagger, you're definitely gaining. Yeah. So I, I, that's the end of the story. He's just, okay, that's he a good story. carries his knives around. People document it. He doesn't really get in trouble. I can't imagine it's affecting anything. Are, are people really on the right going to be like, you know what, I'm not voting for this guy. He keeps carrying a knife around. They probably love that. No, oh, of course they love it. It's the it's the it's the overt provocation that people get off on the power trip. Yeah. Of it. So yeah, we shouldn't even be talking about it. It's like Trump. It's like this new this new story about all these gifts the foreign leaders gave the Trump. They were like, yeah, well, we're not disclosing shit. Give us all this swag from all these foreign countries or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah, or, or January six. You know, Trump making a video in support of, of Ashley Babbitt and saying like she's a martyr and we have to we have to find the people responsible. This. This woman was like trying to kill people in the, 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 the United States Capitol. But as long as you're so overt about it and you never, never apologize and you never back down, people will come to celebrate you as a hero. And John, we should keep that in mind when we make our podcast. We should never apologize for this podcast. It's election profit makers. And we're we're and we're here and we're loud and we take no prisoners and we don't care what you think. How's that? Yeah. That's the attitude. Okay. And you know what? We don't need combat daggers because our brains are uh, combat daggers. Our tongues are I daggers. Know. I could use a I could use a combat dagger. I know. I kind of want a combat dagger too. Dagger. <laughs> I know it's such a dumb word. Dagger. It does not sound modern at all. Dagger. Melissa, have you seen my dagger? I need to go to a school board meeting and yell yeah. about masks. Where's my dagger? Where's my dagger? I need to get on my horse. Where's my sheath for my dagger? Where's my shield and my dagger? I'm not going to call attention to my dagger, but if somebody sees it, rest assured they will be scared of my dagger. Oh, the other news was Madison Cawthorn said that he, he wants to run for governor of North Carolina. Yeah, that's not happening. You know what we should talk about? Who speaking of like Keep viral moving, man. videos? I love this. What? What? Charles Charles Graham. Oh, this is more North Carolina news. Yeah, who, who announced that he's going to be running in the North Carolina 9th congressional district as a Democrat? Mm-hmm. Came out with a viral ad that oh, were people on Twitter loving this ad very much? John? Oh my gosh. It, Were you loving this ad very suckers. much? Oh, I loved it at first, yeah. Oh, I know, I did. I still love it. It is such a slick ad. Yeah. Uh, it, he, he is a, a Lumbee Indian, and he is uh, from Robinson County. And the ad talks about an incident between the Lumbees and the KKK back in 1958, where the Lumbees basically surrounded the KKK. Yeah, the and, KKK uh, gained. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and, it's a great story. It's an amazing yeah. story. And, you know, there's pictures of him all about, but he didn't have anything to do with it. It was just like, you know, a story that he heard. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was it was inspiring. He said, that's the type of energy I'm going to bring. Uh, of course, then after that, 
more information came out about him. He's a pretty conservative Democrat. He voted in favor of House Bill 2, the so-called bathroom bill in North Carolina, one of only a few Democrats that voted for that. So um, he's not without some complications. But put it in context of Robeson County. Robeson County is what, the poorest county in North Carolina of North Carolina's the, 100 counties? Uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably one, of the, one of the poorest in the, in the whole country. Um, right. And the Lumbees have, uh, you know, they've, they've been a complicated uh, constituency. They voted heavily for Trump in the past election. So uh, I don't know if, I'm sure those probably aren't his feelings anymore, you know? He's probably going to have to address it. He's going to have to thread a needle. You could call him the seamstress if you wish. So that was clearly just a major fundraising thing, and I'm sure he raised a ton of money from Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and all these other places. Well, um, I didn't send him any money, speaking only for myself. All right. But I did like his ad. The good thing about that ad is it puts the lie to this Andrew Yang bullshit about we have to be humble and we have to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. The ad is basically like, yeah, the Ku Klux Klan was coming into our neighborhood, so we got all our friends together and we just ran them the fuck out of town. Fuck you, eat my dick. I'm running for Congress. Mm-hmm. I like that energy. That's good energy. And he has a bolo tie. Yeah, he's kind of wearing a bolo tie, which I always associate with the Southwest rather than North Carolina, but it's kind of cool, I guess, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. We'll see what happens with Charles Graham. There is no predicted market for Charles Graham as of this time. No, and we'll see, you know, redistricting is going on in, in North Carolina right now. Right, everything's up in the air. Who knows what districts will survive? Yeah, so we'll see whether uh, he's even viable in the ninth. John, there's one final bit of North Carolina news we should get to. Ugh. And that's this week's UNC football game against Florida State University. It's time for a little sports talk, John. What do you got for us? There's more important things in football, to be honest. Uh, Carolina uh, was at home. This week, um, played Florida State. Uh, UNC was a 17-and-a-half-point favorite against the 1-4 and four Seminoles and started the game out, uh, went on a 10-to-nothing, had a 10-to-nothing lead, and then Florida State, of course, went on a 35-to-7 run before UNC tacked on a pointless touchdown at the end of the game. Florida State... Final score was FSU 35, UNC 25. Mac Brown, the head coach of UNC, has never beat Florida State. And uh, yeah, it's still, yeah. UNC is now three and three on the season after starting out ranked in the top 10. Next week, two and three, Miami comes to town. And once again, UNC is favored to win that game. So make your bets. How are you feeling about that Miami matchup, John? Uh, not great. No, not great. Okay. ACC football. It's not great. Yeah. All right, let's do some listener questions. Uh, listener Josh from Britain. Great Britain, I should say. Thank you for your update. It was nice to hear from you. I also want to thank everyone who wrote in with stories about encounters they had or encounters their friends had with... Uh, 
the guy I mentioned last week uh, from my days in the Predator back in Boston in the 90s. Um, It was very interesting to hear from other people who listened to me talk about that and said, oh my God, the exact same thing happened to me. We went out to dinner. He made all these promises. He kept asking if I was open-minded. I forgot about that part, but when one of our listeners mentioned that he kept asking if he was open-minded, I think that happened to me too. And that's a great strategy for a creep to to, to utilize because, listen, right. I just graduated from Oberlin College. This has got to be like one of the most open-minded institutions in America. Not to say we don't take academics seriously. We definitely do. But we prided ourselves on our massively open minds. Um, so when a guy in Lower Alston who says he's at who says he's in grad school at Harvard says, "Are you open-minded?" Your instinct, of course, is to be like, "Why, yes, of course I am. I'm quite open-minded, as a matter of fact. And yes, I will travel around the world with you and perhaps be assaulted by you later." Anyway, Oberlin was so open-minded. I just remembered this, John. Let me just share a little '90s college flashback for those of you who don't know what it was like. I went to Oberlin College and we had an orientation in our dorm and they were teaching us about like sex, you know, sex stuff, safe sex. Like here's where the sex, the student sex office is and here's a bunch of free rubbers and condoms and here are dental dams. God, that was the golden age of dental dams. I wonder if anyone ever in human history ever used a dental dam because that was pretty sexy. But but then they start, but then... We're all sitting in the in the lounge in our dorm listening to all this stuff. And I'm I'm following most of it. Like, okay, I guess I see, you know, like obviously condoms, yes, of course. We were this is the in the aftermath of the peak of the AIDS crisis. Like we're, we're, we were team condoms for life back then. Then he started talking about water sports. <laughs> and I was like, I truly was like, what is like why are we talking about having sex in a swimming pool? That's not what it was about, John. They were onto mm-hmm. some next level stuff that I had never considered in my in my mm-hmm. most depraved fantasies as a young person. Why did they bring that up? Because it was because it was Oberlin in 1990, and they were doing a sex orientation, and you gotta know about how to do water sports safely, John. All right. So it was just like. So four years later, some guy in Cambridge takes me out to dinner and asks if I'm open minded. I'm gonna be like, yeah, man. I even know what water sports are. Yeah, I was gaining. Anyway, yeah. fun college memory. I'm going to tell, I should yeah. email Charlie Kirk about that because he'd probably be pretty happy to hear that story. Oh my God. Did National Review ever write any articles about, about fucking Antioch College and Oberlin College and all, and all the, all the things we were getting up to? Mm-hmm. They would get mad at us for being depraved and then they would get mad at us for having like these, like Antioch College had this like affirmative consent document you had to sign before you made out with anybody. They would be mad at you for being too horny and then they would be mad at you for making people sign stuff and being too clinical about sex. It's like you couldn't win. All right, we have a a letter from Elise. Okay. I think living under an assumed name in Lower Alston might just be par for the course. Because I spent 2008 to 2012 living in Lower Alston and I'd swear that at least a third of the people I met we're living under some either totally new name or persona. Ladies calling themselves Saffron or Ruth. Dudes insisting their last name was Moon or Star. I still don't know the real name of a guy I was in the same friends group with for that entire time. It was though everyone was living under stage names, but just so they could hang out at the model or sill or a dingy basement. Now, when she says the model, she's talking about what at the time was my home away from home 
the model cafe, or as some of us called it, you want to talk about pronunciation, John, those in the know sometimes called it the model. What do you think about that, John? Which one was correct? I think I would go back and forth depending on how saucy, saucy I was feeling. This That bar was the best bar. That's one of my favorite bars ever, the model. Whew. And then Elise goes on and she says, also, as a lady, I have a standard fake name that I'm ready to tell strange men at bars slash restaurants slash shows. The key is this to is make- brilliant. Yeah. The key is to make the first name of your fake name semi-close to your real first name so that if they end up knowing someone that you know, you can just insist that they misheard you when you said your fake name. This is very clever, Elise. I'm sure a lot of people do that. Fake phone numbers, fake names. I'm into all that stuff. A life of intrigue. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hang in there. Maybe we're over the hump. Maybe things are going to get better. Maybe Carolina will win next week. Maybe, I don't know. That's a pretty good ending. I this, stubbed uh, my toe. This, oh, this I fucking stubbed. toe. I knew there. That's why we're off today, because your damn toe that you won't. Yeah, I we, stubbed we should, it. We should call him long. We should call him, hold on, let me think of something really great that'll bring everyone a smile in these troubling times. Long John Silver, more like um, toe stub. Ah, damn it. Just say your just say your truth, John. I stubbed my toe yesterday on Bodie's bone. You know, when you stub your toe on a bone, that's a solid bone. <coughs> anyway, yep. it hurts, so I'm not feeling great. Is that what those chicken soup for the soul books are like? Are they just filled with words of wisdom yeah, like that? I don't know. I when you, when you stub your toe on a bone, just remember that's a solid bone. Chicken mm-hmm. soup for the soul. The Andrew Yang forward party edition. He's basically right. He's basically making a political party modeled on the spirit of chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. Remember, don't denigrate those you disagree with who want to make it illegal for women to get abortions and you want to have a coup in, in, in this country because yeah. you, haven't, you haven't walked a mile in their shoes, my friend, and you haven't tried their chicken soup for the soul. How's that? That's good. That's a good ending. Well, anyway, you know what they say every single time. They say Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bockridge, Corson, and Daniel Powell with help from Houston Snyder and Kat Iosa. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'd appreciate it. That's patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You can send your election prediction questions and and your theories as to why September sucked. You can send those to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to try predict it, blah, blah, blah. Don't do it because no one does it anymore, so we don't make any money off it. So we'll skip, we're skipping it this week. Yeah, that's right. My combat dagger is, is a flame. Mm-hmm. The tongue, my, com, my, com, my combat dagger is my tongue. My mouth, I should say. I can't talk anymore. Rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you. John, goodbye. You're a good friend. I'm just glad to talk to you after... after yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry about your toe. It's, it's all right. It's good to talk to you too, man. You stubbed your Bye. toe on a bone. That's a real bone. Chicken soup for the soul. I think that's cool. I'm going to make a bumper sticker that says all those words on it in that order. You yeah. sell it for $10. Bye. I, I like that. Bye.